filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The Word of God says that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. He was going to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. He was going to do miracles. He was going to be crucified. He was going to raise from the dead. All of these prophecies, mm. they've all been fulfilled to the tiniest little microscopic details. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Bible prophecy is a fascinating study, and the Bible is full of prophecy. But how are we supposed to understand this facet of Scripture, and what advice does the Bible have for us? You're right. It's fascinating. It's actually really, really interesting. It also can be so interesting that people can get a bit strange when they yeah. study it. <laughs> can go a little bit weird over it. Um, you know my favorite verse, John 5.39, which mm-hmm. says all Scripture is all scripture is actually pointing to and acknowledging Jesus, the Messiah. And mm-hmm. that's what he said to the Pharisees when they, you know, he was having a friendly conversation. A bit with of a Yes. <laughs> and the interesting thing about prophecy is that it's kind of in two divisions. There is instructive and predictive. So mm-hmm. when Jesus said oh, all scripture is pointing to him, that includes the genealogies, um, the numbering of the tribes. It includes the history, the poetry. Um, it includes all of the instruction and the law. It's all prophecy. Mm-hmm. When a man stands up and he preaches or teaches the word of God, he, it's prophecy. Um, so we have to understand. So it's it's instructive, but there's also the predictive mm. So that's the thus saith the Lord, X, Y, Z is going to happen on such and such a date, although we don't set dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, I guess there's also two aspects there because you've got prophecy that we can look back on and say, yes, yes that was prophesied, that's been fulfilled. Yeah. But obviously there's a whole a big portion of Scripture that's yet to be fulfilled. Absolutely. Now, a lot of the problem that we have, unfortunately, when it comes to looking at prophecy that hasn't been fulfilled yet is that we can become, if we're not careful, we've become really fixated on it, mm. where we actually forget about the instructive parts of prophecy, which is all the bits that are not predictive, yeah. and just focus on the predictive things. And we can become so dogmatic about how we believe it's all going to unfold that as is the case and has been for quite some time, those who study prophecy, not all, I've got to be careful, I don't want to make just generic sweeping statements, some who who get really into studying uh, predictive prophecy of the future get so adamant that it's going to unfold the way they believe it's going to unfold that they end up fighting with anybody who disagrees mm. with them, and, and it can get really nasty. And that, in turn, disparages the name of Christ. It makes the you know the body of Christ look foolish. And that, in turn, then means that there are some ministers and preachers and people and Christians who actually avoid studying mm. prophecy altogether because they yep. think it's not necessary or it's divisive or something. Now, studying um, prophecy future, um, particularly the end times, is the theological name for that is eschatology. Now, if it wasn't important, God wouldn't have put so much of it in his in his word. Yeah. You, you were right at the beginning when you said that the Bible is full 
of prophetic um, uh, writings. And we're talking predictive prophecy. The Bible is absolutely chock-a-block full of it. And if it wasn't important, God wouldn't have put it there. So it is absolutely essential that we study it and that we look toward it and that we you know, investigate what it's saying. We're not supposed to be ignorant. We absolutely must, but we then should not become unbalanced, ignoring the whole counsel of God because it's mm. everything, not just a portion of it. I want to read Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. It says, "God, this is what God said through the prophet. Remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God, there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Now, there's there's two real points in that. There is remember the former things, for I am God, there is no other. And the other point is there's no God like me, declaring the end from the beginning. So I want to look at point number two first, declaring the end from the beginning. You know, to be able to tell us what's going to happen in the end days and to tell us at the beginning of days actually means that he is God. It, it actually proves his, mm. who he is. Yeah. Because if you can tell what's going to happen, you know, millennia before it happens, you must be the author of those things. And to be the author of that future event or future events means you've, you've got to be God. Okay, so that's and you know we have clairvoyants and prognosticators and diviners. People read tarot cards. They read their star signs, all because people want to mm. know what's going to happen in the future. Everybody wants to know the future. But the thing is, even if those people get some things right, they inevitably get more wrong, yeah, vastly right. more wrong, yeah. which means they're false. Mm. Or they make things so generic and so <laughs> loose that you can make it mean anything you like. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, but they're untrustworthy. You can't build your life on that. Um, but God has never been wrong. He's been 100% right in everything he has said. So it proves his divinity. But number point number one, I want to get back to that. Remember the former things. If you go through the list of prophecies that have already been fulfilled. There are there are so many. There's a squillion of them. I mean, God told Noah, build an ark because the flood is coming. A mm. hundred odd years later, the flood came. That yeah. was absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, you know, what about um, th- when God told uh, Abraham, you know, before his descendants even really started, all your descendants are going to go into Egypt to 400 years of slavery. And it happened. Mm. You know, God warned of impending judgment to the city of Nineveh unless Jonah went there and warned them and the disaster was averted. You know, look at all the prophecies regarding Jesus, you know, Jesus' life. You know, um, first God said that that a, a forerunner was going to come and warn that the Messiah was coming. And John the Baptist turned up and then he was, you know, the word of God says that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. He was going to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. He was going to do miracles. He was going to be crucified. He was going to raise from the dead. He was all of these prophecies. Mm. Well, there's hundreds, isn't there, of, oh, of Jesus' So life. many of them. They've all been fulfilled to the tiniest little microscopic details. Mm. So you've got all this incredible knowledge that we can actually look back on all these evidences, all these incredible evidences. But what does that mean for looking to the future? Uh, you know, like we were talking before about how you can have various different uh, prophecy ministries study predictive prophecy, come to different conclusions, and then 
fight to the death almost mm. over who's right. And they're fighting over something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, that's right. They're disparaging one another. Uh, some, not all. I mm. want to be want to be very clear on that. Some. But but it's amazing how they're the ones that get the they get all the attention mm. and it and it can cause such division. What we can know rock solidly is by looking back at history past, we can say, well, yeah, God said this, 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 and this, and we can actually see how all of these things unfolded. But here's one of the lessons. When the religious Jews, particularly around the time of Jesus, because about 152 years before, 150 to 200 years, excuse me, before Jesus actually arrived, they were expecting a suffering Messiah. By the time Jesus arrived, the boot of Rome was so heavily on the neck of the Jewish people that they now were waiting for a warrior Messiah. Now, they were still looking at these prophecies, but they had predetermined in their own minds how these prophecies were going to be fulfilled. And when they didn't fulfill the way they wanted them to, they actually didn't see the truth when it was staring them in the face. Mm, That's right. So that we're going to talk some more in the next program, but the really essential thing is, is that when it comes to prophecy future or history future, because the history past is set in concrete, it's kind of a tangible thing we can look back at, we can examine it. Yeah. History future is still set in concrete because God is the author of That's it. That's right. Yeah. It's already set. But we have we cannot actually say how it's going to unfold because it hasn't happened yet. Mm. So we kind of need to hold things with a bit of an open hand and be very very gracious in how we we study eschatology or things of last days. But there's a couple of Hebrew words we're going to look at next time in this particular uh, context of studying history future. We're looking forward to exploring this some more, understanding how both the past and the future relate together next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.